your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome Avalanche fans, welcome hockey fans, man. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I probably could say wow for the duration of this show and i think people would be fine with that um no i'm not going to do that but that really could take up 25 to 30 minutes of a show because that was just an absolute instant classic of a game between the dallas stars and the colorado avalanche i mean and to be on the winning side of it obviously makes it all the more sweeter you don't want to be on the losing side of games like that because it's just one of those hard-fought games on both sides. And when you win them, it just makes it so much better. Um, But, man, Colorado did everything they had to do, and they, they fought tooth and nail, they clawed, they scrapped to stay in this thing and to, to really keep their season alive. They, obviously, if they had lost, they wouldn't have been completely eliminated. But the writing would have been on the wall. So we are going to dive into all that stuff. But first, thank you, everybody, for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast. I am your host, Chris Maselli from Mile High Sticking. Uh, Today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto at rockauto.com. Follow the show over on social media, really, because that's where a lot of the conversation happens, uh, especially on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche. On uh, Instagram, search for Locked On Avalanche, and definitely send any emails, questions, comments, concerns, opinions. Where were you when you were watching this game? Uh, Send everything to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. A lot of people know I live in New York, and I was dreading this day for a while because this was a 10.45 start time on the East Coast, and course i was going to stay up for it and uh you know just i had kyle on the other day and and we said when you lose games and the end at late just makes you that much more tired um so i didn't want to experience that again because this is even later um i i release all these episodes at three o'clock in the morning it's almost that time right now (laughs) so uh but to to have stayed up this late after that type of victory I'm wide awake, wide awake right now. So yeah, so follow follow the show on those social media outlets uh, and join in the conversation, especially after a game like this, because such an up and down game, back and forth, and the Avs needed it. There was no if, ands, or buts about it. It was, it was put up or shut up. It was gut check time. It was whatever phrase you want to use. Uh, it was the season for the Avalanche, um, you know, and that, that just gives them proof that they can beat Dallas. See, sure, they beat them in the round robin games or tournament or section, whatever you want to call it, and and that that's a win. But still, like that, the team that we have been seeing with Dallas is completely not that team that was in the round robin games. Um, they have their legs. They they're they're they're. In full swing, just like everybody else is right now. They weren't that way in the round robin. So you can forget about that round robin game. 
And with the regular season, when the Avs hadn't beaten them in the regular season, and now you lose your first two games against them, does it start creeping back in? Like, what is it against this team? There's just some teams that, that, and this goes across all sports, that you just can't beat. Is that us this year for Dallas? Uh, but the Avs are like, no, screw that. We're, we're going to go out and we're going to put uh, what we have on the line and um, they they came out with they came out with a hard hard fought one win, and um, did, I, I was I was saying to myself the Avalanche need a moment that they can rally behind for this series. You know I think Dallas had that moment in Game Two during that nine minute stretch where they scored four goals, and I think they were kind of like rallying behind that as if to say like. Well, we, we know that we can, you know, uh, score a handful of goals if we need to, which is not really the Dallas style, but it, you could tell the confidence that they had after that stretch. The Avalanche maybe had, they maybe had that in game two when they scored the first two goals, but that went away because the nine minutes came after those two goals. So that's gone. So the Avalanche needed something to really hang their hat on and give them all the confidence in the world. And I think that moment is this entire game. You could have picked a couple things out of it, but to to be up, to be down, you gave up the first goal, which you didn't want to do, and then to go back up had a great second period, maybe their best period in this in this series, definitely, they had some amazing periods in the uh, Coyotes series, but definitely in this series. And then just to give it back, and to give it back because you're starting that third period on a penalty because of a not so smart roughing on Nemetsnikov. I get it. He was the adrenaline was pumping. The like I said, the Avalanche had a really good period, so. He probably lost sight of how much time was left. Maybe didn't even hear the horn because he was he he was going to make that check no matter what. And was it necessary? You start on the on the power or Dallas starts on the power play. You kill that, but immediately get another one, and that's where they scored. And then it was then it was Dallas's turn to start scoring. And then you're like, oh no, here we go again. And Dallas got up. They got up by a goal. And with not that much time left, I believe there was like eight minutes left. We'll get into the stats um, in, the, in the last segment. But you're thinking, this is it. <laughs> they got behind, and now Dallas is going to go into their defensive mode. But the Avalanche said, no, not today. <laughs> this is... This is going to be our game, and that the Miko Rantanen scored it, scored one to tie it, and then Kadri with a great deflection to put them up in what a minute and a, almost two minutes apart, minute and forty something seconds between those two goals. So it was just you got down, and then the 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 difference between Dallas going up and the Miko Rantanen goal to tie it was a couple minutes in and of itself so you're feeling like garbage because Dallas took the lead and it wasn't very long where Miko Rantanen on a great pass from McKinnon and a one-timer 
and man, it, it, it's late in my house and I did everything I did. I, I could to not scream and wake my entire family up. And then the Codrigal and then the Belmar empty netter. And they pulled it off. They pulled it off. They, they, they did what they had to do. They had to find a way to win. And that's exactly what they did against a lot of odds against adversity. They were up. They were down. Injuries. We have more injuries that we're going to have to deal with. Uh, but we'll see. Zadorov got hurt. And Zadorov was playing a great game. Uh, I think he went down in the first period. And he scored the first goal of the game. And I believe he had an assist on another one. I'll check the stats in a second. But um, I think he, he had two points before he got hurt. So all in the first period. And more secondary scoring is what we need. And that's what we got. Zadorov with a goal. Belmar, obviously, with the empty netter. Burakovsky. Burakovsky was shooting every opportunity he got. Which is something that, again, that Kyle and I had said. Let me see if I can find... Let's see. Burakovsky... Uh, he only had two shots on goal, but if you're, if you were watching, he was, I mean, a lot of the, like he had a lot of shots blocked. He was aggressive and that was the most important thing because he has not been that way really all series. So it was great to see him kind of get one because, uh, it, it's been a little while. So, um, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick little break and then we'll kind of get into more of the finer points of this game um before we do like i said this episode brought to you by rock auto at rockauto.com and as i've said before the cold season is around the corner and if you need to stock up on car parts go to rockauto.com they have the biggest selection of car parts that you can think of with at for absolutely any car and uh, the rockauto.com catalog it's unique and it's very very easy to navigate you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices you prefer so go to rockauto.com and at checkout right locked on in the section where it says how did you hear about us they have amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com we are also brought to you by doordash and between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails you've got plenty on your to-do list give yourself one less thing to worry about and let doordash take care of your next meal doordash is the app that brings your food you are craving right now right to your door ordering is easy just open the doordash app choose what you want to eat and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Right now, Locked On listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. So $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget that code, LOCKEDONNHL. All right, quick break, and then uh, we'll be right back. So congratulations to Nathan McKinnon. Uh, another point, laid a couple points, and that gives him 11 straight postseason games with a point that is a new record for the Colorado Avalanche. 
beating Joe Sackick, of course. Um, and there's really no signs of him slowing down. I think the longer the postseason can go for the Avalanche, the longer that streak will go. Uh, he, he's not going to be stopped. So, yeah, congratulations for him. The, the thing that I am noticing about Dallas, and when you get in the playoffs, you kind of just dislike the team that your team is playing. Maybe didn't really feel that way against Arizona because it was so dominant. Maybe you almost felt bad for Arizona in a way, but you don't feel that way against Dallas. They are a pretty dirty team. Not where they take cheap shots. I don't really see them doing that any more than a, a team typically does. But when and this happens when they get down. At least this has been the trend for this series. When they got down against Colorado 2 nothing in game two, what what happened almost almost immediately, uh, and we talked about this on the show, uh, Corey Perry whacks Pavel Francos. Nothing well, nothing is called on him, something is called on the Avalanche, which I still can't figure out. And then another penalty almost immediately on Ian Cole, and then five on three, and bam bam, they're back in the game. And that happened again tonight. Now, the the Stars did take the lead first, but that third period, Avalanche scored three straight, and they went up 3-1 to one as soon as, not so much when Colorado got the second goal, but when, when Colorado got, got the third goal, Dallas's game plan changes. And what they try to do is, is they, they, I don't want to say that, like they turn into goons or anything, but they lure you into a penalty. They, they they will do just those little itty-bitty things that just irk you and for you to draw a stupid penalty. They do it all the time. It's a good game plan, and if you're a Dallas Stars fan, you probably have no problem with it whatsoever. But when you're an Avalanche fan, it's damn annoying because they're trying to draw a penalty on you, clearly, so they can go to power play. That's no secret. Uh, but they, they, they just... Who knows how the rest of the series is going to go, but kind of watch that. And there's a couple of times the Avalanche almost fed into it, and I'm thinking, oh, they're going to call. I think it was Belmar, uh, who kind of gave a late after the after the whistle had blown, kind of gave like a late cross check, and uh, they didn't call it. But there were so many times where I thought they were going to call something on Colorado that Dallas basically started, and when Dallas was up. Of course, they're not going to do that stuff because they don't want to get called for a penalty. Um, but they have two different game plans when they're up and when they're behind, like most teams do. But when they're behind, uh, it's just it's 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 ugly. It's ugly. So, but you want the thing with the thing with Dallas is you want to play up on them because they are a very good defensive team, and typically, when you get up on them, they are obviously pressing on offense which is what you want them to do so you can beat them on the defensive end, which is sometimes difficult to do. But they've found their offensive flow in, in really all these playoffs. They found it. So uh, you don't they're, – they're a solid team, so they don't really need to do that stuff, but they do it anyway. So you have to deal with it. Um, what else? All right. So I thought the first goal going into the game, I thought the first goal was going to be huge. And obviously that was something the Avalanche wanted to get. 
they didn't want to be behind on this team. They had, they struggled with, you know, facing their defense mightily in game two. So they didn't want to get down, and they did. Um, and you kind of figure it's not going to be a one nothing game because, like I said, Dallas has found their offense. Avalanche have offense, but you knew maybe it's just going to be a struggle to get those goals. And some parts of it they were, but you you did not want to get down, and they did. And that was the only scoring in the first. But very quickly in the second, Nikita Zadorov with a slap shot right off a faceoff, followed by Andre Burakovsky. And right away you're like, here's our scoring. Here's our secondary scoring. Zadorov on the defensive end, obviously, but Burakovsky, who we've been waiting for him to break out. And that was great to see. And then the uh, Gabriel Landeskog goal, awesome, awesome move by Kale McCarr. He was going up the boards, and I think because he was getting so low, maybe too low for a, a defender, I believe it was Dickinson on Dallas who was on him, and McCarr kind of crossed paths with, I want to say, McKinnon. So Dickinson, I think, just thought McCarr was going to drop the puck, so he kind of paused, and and McCarr, I'm sorry, he thought McCarr was going to drop the puck, and he didn't. And uh, Dickinson just paused, which gave McCarr a free reign at the goal. And it was saved, but Landis Gog was right there to put in the rebound. And that was just very well executed. Um, and that just shows you the, I guess, you know, just the, the all-around greatness of Kale McCarr. Sure, he's a defender, but not a lot of defenders would... would have the guts to go make that play, being that deep in the offensive zone to make that play. Um, some would just give it up, cycle back out, and take their position on the defensive end. He's not going to do that. If he, if he sees a seam or he sees something developing, he's going for it. So uh, he played phenomenally. He he was – and I don't have anybody with me. I should have said in the beginning, there's nobody with me today because this game just got over so late. Uh, it was tough to nail down somebody, but – um, we will continue that. Don't worry. Um, I don't normally do the three stars. I usually let the people who are on do that, but he would be my number one star for the game. Absolutely. Um, I think it would be him. He had three assists. I think, again, you have to put Nathan McKinnon in there because so much attention goes to him. And then I think Kadri. Kadri's goal was huge. Um, man. Just so, just back and forth, and and this is like what you want to see in a good hockey game. Um, but man, when they got down in the third, all of again, all of the momentum was back on Dallas's side. This was like a recreation of of game two, and when they scored those three goals in a row to get up four to three, for a little while, even though they they scored that with like eight minutes left, you could see even when it was tied at three to three before they got the fourth goal, Dallas was in control. And then they added another one and you're like, this don't look good guys. This don't look good. But Bednar called the timeout. There was like 10 minutes left and he used his timeout and the abs responded and you have to give them credit for that. So uh, we're going to go through the stats here in a second, but first 
we are going to hear again from Roman. And uh, talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or the avalanche lost or I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. To get started, go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there is Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. So go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That is GetRoman.com slash LockedOn. Once again, GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. All right, so before we get to some stats, um, we, we got to deal with some injuries. Yeah, uh, Zadorov went down. I Logan O'Connor was in the game today. He came up for Donskoy. Um, I thought he played fine. Um, he didn't really get a ton of ice time, but when he was out there, again, like how I say with like Zadorov, you don't want to be a liability. And I thought he played okay. I really like uh, Kevin Connaughton. And he, he's getting decent ice time, but, man, when he's he, – I really like his shot. He takes smart shots. Um, his passing seems good. I, I like where it's headed with him. Um, he had an assist today, so we'll see what's going on with Zadorov. He got kind of checked into the boards. I think it was by Jamie Ben, who is becoming a hated man around Colorado Avalanche circles. Uh, he's one of those guys who I'm talking about that kind of takes those cheapest shots, um, when they're down. So I think it was Ben who hit Zadorov. So we'll see. Have to see what's happening with him. We'll see what's happening with Donskoy. Like here we go again with the with the injuries, but here we go again with the Avalanche doing what they have to do with the next man up, and winning a game. Now you're winning playoff games when you are decimated. So um, as far as stats go, we'll go through these. McKinnon with two assists. Uh, Belmar with the goal, the empty netter. Kadri, a goal and an assist. Gabe Laniskog, a goal. Burkowski, a goal. Rantanen, a goal and an assist. Kanaan uh, with the assist. Kale McCarr, three assists. Zadorov, a goal and an assist in only 10 minutes of ice time. So I, it's it's sad because I think he was playing a good game. I think he was feeling it. And um, I think he could have had one of his better games of the playoffs if he continued. And then Ian Cole with an assist. The defense really had to to step it up. Makar with almost 22 minutes. Graves with over 24. Ian Cole with over 22. Sam Girard with almost 25 minutes of ice time. Defenders, because Zadorov went down, um, were, were stretched thin. Now, the hit. Uh, I, I, I know the Avalanche did not have a lot of hits in last game. 
I think it hovered around single digits, to be totally honest with you. I'm, not, I, I'm sure somebody go up and, and, and double check that stat. I'm looking at NHL.com right now. 72 hits the Avalanche put on Dallas. And that's not their game. And that's basically without Nikita Zadorov. Zadorov had, in his 10 minutes, five hits. Gabe Landeskog kind of took that mantle and doled out 12 of his own. Jost had seven. Nechuskin had eight. So um, at the first intermission on on, uh, the broadcast, I'm pretty sure it was Burkowski because he scored that goal. I think they interviewed him at first intermission, and he said that. He said, they want to play physical. We can play physical. And you don't really hear that from the Avalanche team. Their game is speed with a couple guys, you know, being the enforcers like the Zadorov. But um, but you could tell if if they want to be in the series, they have to do that. They have no choice. And laying out seventy two hits, man, that that's that's a high number for a Colorado Avalanche team. Dallas was at fifty six, which is probably their norm, the way that they play, or they at least I see them play. Um, power plays, no team scored a single power play. Last game, the first four goals were power play goals. In this, 0 for 3, 0 for 3. That's hockey. Um, so what goes on from here? It's anybody's guess because now the Avalanche have proved that they can play this style of hockey um, and hang with Dallas. So you know... You know, Dallas, I will be very interested to see what that number, that hit number for Dallas is next game. Because 56 is a lot, um, and they probably want to reverse this, and they probably want to be up near 72. They're They're not happy that they lost this game. They could have had total control of this series up three to nothing, basically putting Colorado away, and they had the opportunity. It was in their grasp. They had the lead in the third nine minutes left or so and they gave up three goals just like the avalanche have you know the goals seem to be coming in chunks in this series uh so when you are up by two or three the team that's losing is not out of it and they both have proven that in this series so you don't celebrate till it says all all zeros on that scoreboard in this series even when colorado was up two at the end there and there was 30 seconds left I wasn't celebrating. <laughs> I said, this is, we don't even have a game yet. I want to see zeros on that scoreboard before I'm celebrating. But, man, just an absolutely great, this is playoff hockey at its finest. Anybody, anybody can sit down, watch that game, and be massively entertained. Even if you don't like hockey and you only watch it when the playoffs come around, that's why you do it. Because of a game like tonight. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, makes your heart stop for a little while. You you every you, you do like those seven to one games like they had against the Coyotes uh, because they're <laughs> they're they're easier. You can breathe a little bit easier, um, but you also love these games, especially when you come out on top. Uh, but man, what a game! What a game! So we're back in it. I think the fan base is a little bit happier because at least they got one game in, and they didn't get the one game when they were down three to nothing. They got the one game where they're on two to, two to nothing, and now that they're back in it, and we don't have, again, 
playoff hockey, you don't have to wait long to turn around and play again and hopefully tie this series. And that's what's going to be on the Avalanche mind. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for today. Um, man, let me know what you guys think. Definitely get a hold of me through Twitter or on uh, email. LOPN underscore Avalanche and locked on avalanche at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on this game because it was a classic. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.